Welcome back, and here we go for another episode of FileMaker Talk. Well, hello there, my fellow FileMaker developers. This is Matt Petrowski bringing you this episode of our podcast. And in this episode, I'm talking with Nick Orr. He is from Goya. In fact, as I start the, uh, the audio here pretty quickly, you're going to see that I'm like, I say, I'm here with Goya. And I forgot to mention I'm here at the Goya booth at FileMaker Developer Conference 2015. So having said that, cleared that up, the, the rest of the audio will pretty much speak for itself. So enjoy my talk with Nick Orr. All right, so I'm here at the uh, Goya. That's how you pronounce it, right? Yep. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. And I'm uh, speaking with uh, Nick Orr, and he has a couple of new things that have come out. I know that Base Elements has been updated. That's right, right? Yeah, we've got a whole new version of Base Elements. So we've uh, last version was version 4, and we skipped over a whole bunch of versions. And now we've got version 14. So Excellent. So he's going to give me a little bit of a, a walkthrough here. The first thing that I notice about the interface is you've, uh, you've got a big change. There's a, a big bar across the top where formerly there were some menus, right? Yeah. So the, the, this is our first version we've redone with themes. So we're, we're sitting on a non-themed interface before. Um, this is completely redone with themes. So we actually changed everything. But we took some time as well to uh, rethink a whole lot of things that we were doing. So we knew that base elements appealed to very technical developers. Developers. Uh, we knew they liked it. Uh, we wanted to keep that going, but we also wanted to make it a bit easier to uh, get to for the less technical developers. So try and make it easier, but don't take away the power features. So, so why don't you tell me what's one of the um, the biggest features that you, uh, in terms of not necessarily the changes here, I because uh, here with the UI because I can't explain everything, but the the way that the user interacts with it. What would you say is some of the biggest changes? A couple of the biggest things is, is before we had a lot of tabs going on. So if you're looking at a field, for example, and wanting to see where it uh, was used, you had a tab for each sort of type. So there's a tab for objects, tab for script steps, tab for value lists, whereas now it's all in a single place. So you can see a reference by, and it re- lists everything for you. So rather than going, what are all these tabs? What do, I, um, you know, what do I have to do with them? You can actually see straight away, okay, these are all the places that they're referenced, and if I want to just go to the layouts, I can still go there. Um, the other one that we've really worked on is the errors. So we've got errors and warnings um, and unreferenced items. And so some of those can be a bit obscure. Like there's a warning that comes up if you're using a, uh, a, a relationship that goes from a number field to a text field. So it says a field type mismatch. But in old versions, that's all it said, field type mismatch. Um, now it actually has a description and an explanation and tells you why it might be an issue or why it wouldn't. So it, it'll explain things to you a lot better in terms of the errors and the warnings. And we added into that performance as well. So it'll pick up if you're doing sorts in um, unstored uh, fields, for example, unstored calc fields, and you're doing a sort on one of those, it'll tell you that's a potential performance issue. If you've got calculations that are referencing the same field twice, it'll tell you that as well. So. That whole warnings, warnings, errors, and performance things was a, a, a big feature change in this version too. So I'm looking at the screen here, and it looks like um, you've got uh, visually you've got just these tiles, and do each one of these tiles represent a solution? Yes. Yep. So each tile is a solution, and then you can go in the same um, as you could before, drill down into the solution, and then into the elements, and into the files, and then you know into layouts, and just sort of work your way down through each of the sort of the, through the hierarchy. 
So we've got a, we've got a very good representation with regards to the counts of objects, and you're using uh, colors on those. Obviously, we've got errors are red, and our count is a general blue that matches the theme, and we've got uh, this sidebar area. Yes, yeah, so sidebar, we've just got files here. Um, so each of the individual files, and then you've got those same counts against each one. Um, and then you can drill down again further into another file. And so then at that file level, you can see exactly what's going on. And then you can drill further down. So I can, for example, go to a, a list of all of the scripts that script steps that have errors, and I can see exactly what the problems are. I've got a whole lot of perform scripts that are unknown. So you, know, you can look at your solution and see whatever's unknown. You can look at things and see what's not being referenced anymore. So from the start down to a list of layouts that are unreferenced that you can delete, there's two clicks. Excellent. So, I mean, for, for anyone who's listening, if you're not familiar, I should have mentioned right off the bat that Base Elements is basically a database analysis tool, and you're basically taking the output from the DDR and then processing that and just dumping it into yet another FileMaker database for the purpose of inspecting that, right? Yeah, so it, it gives you a hierarchy. From the DDR, we tell you everything that's in your solution, all the fields, all the layouts, all the scripts, all the steps, all the variables, all the plugins, everything. And it's all cross-referenced, so you want to know which fields are on which layout, which uh, script step have, have errors, which layouts aren't being used anymore. All that in information's there. If you want to make a change to a layout in your solution but you don't know where it's being used, well, this will tell you, okay, it's used in that script and, and by that button. So exactly what you need to know in order to make the changes in your solution. Well, it's definitely a massive dump of any of your solution information that you need to know about, but it looks like the, the organization is really clean. These icons that I see up here in the header area where we've got a nice strong blue, for example, this very familiar icon for exporting, is this so that you can share? Yeah, it's a copy to clipboard. So you can actually, you know, if you ran a, ran a version of base element over your solution, you know, six months ago, and then you go and delete, uh, say, for example, a custom function, you can come back into base element and copy that to the clipboard and then paste it into your solution. So you can do that for custom functions and scripts or script steps and tables and fields. And so these other icons, what do they represent here? We've got an arrow that's pointing to the right and then we've got uh, two overlaid windows and then we have a uh, layout looking icon. Yeah, so the layout one's a simple one. That's just a switch between list view and form view. Um, this one uh, with our our uh, windows is the ability to put up links in a new window. So when you're looking at, for example, a, uh, uh, a layout and you want to put up a, a list of all of the buttons on that layout, when you click on that link to open the window, it'll open it up in a second window rather than keeping it in the same window. That's really handy if you've got like a found set. So you've got a list of fields that you're working through and you want to look at some of the related data. So for example, you want to look at a field that's being used by this field, but you don't want to lose your found set. So you click on that icon to turn it into uh, the plus mode and that then pops up your link in a new window so you can keep your found set look at all the related information close it down when you're done so oh no that's that's very cool so basically as long as that plus is on if i click on a link anywhere you're just going to continually open up a new window and then if you clicked on another link uh, the, oh my gosh that's awesome 
off when you're done. Yeah. And the other one's uh, this little arrow icon is actually really cool. It was a feature that's in base elements, you know, back at version 2 or something, but nobody knows it's there. It's the ability to do go to related record using found set. So say, for example, I've got a found set of fields, which are all the unstored calculation fields in my solution, and I want to know which layout where they're used on the layout so I can turn quick find off, for example. So you've got a whole list. If I just do go to related record, it's go to related record using the current record. I click on that icon and it changes to go to related record using found set. So with one click, I can find all of the objects that are using my unstored calculation field and I get a massive single big long list of every single object. And using the other button, I can pop that up in a new window. So now I've got my list of fields and my list of objects and I can click again to go to the related layouts and now I've got a list of all of those layouts. And I can work through those layouts, work through the fields one by one eliminate them from the list and, and alter the quick find status on those fields. Okay, so this is very cool. Hopefully this is coming across. It's always difficult to explain something from a visual standpoint, but this one a header bar that we have across the top here has these very clear and obvious icons that once you understand them, it really, I can see just by what Nick is showing me here, that being able to drill down, they're not using a single window viewpoint where you dive or you drill down into data and then have to come back out with like a, uh, a browser back button, which they, they do happen to have that, but this allows you to really uh, drill down in a multi-window scenario where you can look at things and keep context in separate windows, which makes it a lot easier when you're trying to figure out something about your solution. Yeah, that was that was the intention. These were these were features that existed back in the older versions of Base Elements, but we knew that um, for you know, like I said at the start, that for some people, Base Elements was a bit overwhelming. So we cleaned that up, but also we had these really cool features that no one knew about because they didn't exist. They were hold down the Option key and hold down the Shift button. Um, so until you put them front and center on the layout, you know, people won't know what they are. They're there, and and the icons. You know, the, uh, go to related record using found set. I don't know that there's a standard well-known icon for that, but we come up with something that looks good and I, I think makes sense. Um, and so once you put them front and center, people go, well, what are those icons? And they have a look and there's a, there's a tool tip there and they can see the, the help and, and, and it all starts to make sense from there. And once you understand that functionality, it actually makes it, the whole solution a lot more powerful. Yeah, definitely it increases the usability. I mean, with the sidebar here and with the way that the information is displayed, um, I can say that this is definitely much more usable and I actually want to run my solution through this now because I know that I've you see things that you don't see that are completely hidden unless you run it through an analysis tool. And this, is, this actually makes it look pretty cool. And uh, this was part of the design, was it done with uh, Alexis or? Yeah, uh, Alexis Allen from California. So she did a design session here, uh, not from California, from Canada. So she did a design session here uh, at DevCon as well. Um, she's been helping us the last sort of 18 months. Mostly it only took 18 months because I've had so much to, <laughs> other things to do. Uh, but yeah, she's been really great. She worked through the design with her, so excellent. Excellent. Well, that was base elements. Was there anything else that's going on? Because I know that you've got REST FM that, uh, did that just go open source? Yeah, it did actually. So um, uh, REST is sort of the, the big big thing of the moment, isn't it? And uh, so uh, it's just been recently made open source and, and free, so you can download it. Um, you can turn your 
uh, FileMaker database and, and into a REST API so other solutions can access your FileMaker server data via REST. So a great way to, to build your solution out as a platform that other things can access. Okay, so I'm familiar with REST, but everybody who's listening may not be. How does this, how does this work? If you're to say, okay, from a simple standpoint, you put this file on your FileMaker server and then point it to other databases? Is that how it works? So REST-FM is PHP code, runs in custom web publishing. And so once it's up and running, um, you just turn on uh, the custom web publishing privilege, PHP privilege for your database, and that exposes those layouts and those fields as a REST endpoint. So you get access to uh, other solutions, get access to being able to do whatever they have with your privilege, you know, reading data, writing data, updating records, even delete. And it can all be done by, you know, REST HTTP protocols. Okay, so you're exposing all of the... Um, the for those of you who don't understand, the way that REST works is um, every HTTP request has a number of, uh, I don't know if you call them protocols, but they're basically like get, post, delete. Yep. Yeah, so get, there's get, post, put, um, and delete. So yeah, get is for reading records, so you can read data from your FileMaker database over the web. Uh, post is for creating new records. Uh, put for updating records and delete for deleting records. But it's also limited by what you allow in the privileges. So you might make it read-only or you might break it, they can only submit records or um, you, you can also add in that they can you can call scripts. Um, so pretty much anything you can do via FileMaker, you can do via a REST API. And it's standard um, you know, JSON and XML that all web developers know. So next time when you need to get records from another system, you know, usually in Pharma we could say, okay, well, the other, other system will write a text file out and I'll import that on a, you know, scheduled script or something. Instead you say, okay, well, our database has a REST API. You send me the data. And so then it comes across to you in real time. And so this is all through... So I'm presuming you have to put credentials or connection data in a PHP file that will actually then talk through the PHP API to the file, the FileMaker file? No, the credentials are included as part of the REST call. So you, you use uses basic authentication in the, in the REST call, and that has to then authenticate into the FileMaker database. And that's what's going through the PHP API? Yes, that's right, yeah. yeah. Excellent. And uh, they are going to go to restfm.com? Yep. You've, they've got a dedicated URL for that. For the other things, we're going to be head, uh, sending everybody to goya.com.au. Uh, but if you just search for base elements, you'll find us. All one word, base elements, all one word. And that's a, a Google search. So is there anything else that you have that uh, you might want people to know about? Yeah. Um, our other product is um, uh, if you if you're looking for base elements, you'll probably come across our plugin, um, which is actually a free plugin which that we do. It's also open source, um, so you can download that and put that in your solution if you want. It does a whole bunch of cool stuff: sending mail, doing dialogues, doing HTTP requests. You know. And I have to say, I do not run FileMaker without that plugin and a few others. <laughs> yeah. So it gets a lot of use, um, and if you really like it, um, we've got a, an annual support package for that as well. Well, so gets you access to all the updates, but also helps uh, us pay for the development of the plugin, and uh, helps uh, you get a, a, an option to contribute to what goes into the plugin next. So that's really handy. And uh, you've got uh, the one final refresh FM, which I have not used, but I know that I'm probably going to end up using it because I'm actually personally considering a 
software as a service setting FileMaker up, and I know that the upgrade process is a bit of a pain because FileMaker doesn't have a formal uh, de- uh, develop stage and then production. Yeah. yeah, so that's the problem we're trying to solve, and there's no way to within FileMaker to move uh, your functionality in your new files to the old files. So the only way to do that automatically is to move the data. So you do an import from your old to your new. And uh, probably most of the people listening at some point have gone, okay, I need to import all the data out of the live version of my solution into my new. And that's a painful process. You've got to do it. You might have automated some parts of it, but then you change your structure and it changes. Refresh builds that import step for you and you don't have to tell it anything about your solution and so it goes in and it figures out what the tables are creates table occurrences creates layouts creates the scripts works out what your fields uh, field ID is so you don't even have to have matching names you don't have to um, you're allowed to delete fields out of the order and it will manually create an order that matches based on the internal ID of the field and then it runs the import for you so the whole thing's uh, scripted and it's all error checked and you know that it works so you know exactly what's happened in your import and you didn't have to build it yourself it built it automatically for you and next time you go to run it it'll be the exact same script and you know it will work perfectly so real time saver so i'm a bit of a geek so what mechanism are you is this through the base elements plugin are you using the execute sql to get the fields or the list i mean without spilling the secret sauce or whatever would give it away What's the process? Uh, look, there's there's a lot of variations of secret source going on inside it. So we're using a bit of the design functions in FileMaker to pull things. We're using a bit of uh, SQL to get the uh, field tables out of the database. And then finally, we're actually using AppleScript on the Mac to automate the interface. So if you sit and watch this, it, you, it, you take your hands off the keyboard and it's creating table occurrences and creating layouts and creating scripts for you. So it does the whole thing. And it does that AppleScript on, on the Mac and it does it using uh, an automation tool on Windows as well. So you don't have to do anything. You just sit and watch while it creates everything for you. Wow, so that's pretty cool. So the way that it, uh, Refresh FM is provided, is that provided as a FileMaker file that you then just point to your FileMaker file and then click a button and it does the magic? Yeah, so the basic gist is you, um, you've you got a, a folder with your... Um uh, folder with your old file and a folder with your new and you just tell it where they are and then you tell it an account name and password so it can access them and then you hit the start button and you just sit and watch it work. Okay, so I've never seen this. So what he did is he started the process and I kid you not, he basically clicked a few buttons within a FileMaker file and then nobody's touching anything but it is as if Mr. Refresh FM Ghost is doing everything that you would probably take many, 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 did I say many, hours to do to set up. And it's just basically processing that for you, which is absolutely awesome because unless and until FileMaker actually releases some type of uh, patching system that allows us to modify files, this is a humongous time saver. This is awesome. How long did it take you guys to create this? Oh, look, we, we've had the, the, the basics of it uh, around for, uh, I don't know, probably about eight years now. But it's always been a sort of steady process of, you know, automate a little bit more, automate a little bit more. And it's only been sort of the last uh, last ver- two versions that we've actually got the whole process automated. So it was, it was good to get it to that point. Um, yeah, so... 
Well, definitely. If you if you have any type of strict deployment in your FileMaker solution where they don't allow you to do live development, when I, which I know there are a lot of IT departments, you have to develop and then deploy. And if that's the case, this is uh, solving the problem of that. So... The, um, the, the advantage of it is it, it, once you've built it, like, well, once it's built itself, um, it contains your, the clones of your development files. So you can close it down and you've got a single file called Refresh FM, single file maker file. So you can test that on your machine. And then when you want to run it you know, on the client's network or on their, on their server or anywhere like that, you just copy that single file maker file to the other computer, open it up, hit start, and it, away it goes doing the import. Wow. Well, this is a lot of stuff. Um, And we're in good time here. We just did a nice little 20-minute podcast here. I'd like to thank you, Nick. And uh, as we mentioned, they've got URLs for each of these products, which is a good pointer, baseelements.com. If you want to get the analysis tool, refreshfm.com has its own URL, and restfm. And, of course, as Nick said, you can always use Google and just search for any one of those keywords. So, Nick, thanks a lot for your time. No worries. Thank you, Matt.